Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I'm Bill Knight. What was that? You dropped something? Nope. That was an explosion over D.C., the D.C. area yesterday afternoon. Let me play it again so people get a better idea of what we just played. Okay. Now, they said that was a sonic boom, but I know what sonic booms sound like. They're more percussive and they're deeper, and, you know, it's like you're being pulled through a a vortex vacuum. Well, it's more muffled. A sonic boom, and I've heard them because they used to be normal. Back in the 50s and 60s, you know, planes would fly over here. The 70s, too, they did that because I was by a, a, an air base. I know what they sound like. Mm-hmm. Well. And I, I, I forget what uh, speed it has to be. It's like Mach 1 or whatever it is you got to hit. And there was no reason for those jets to be going Mach 1 to go a short distance. Here's Sorry. the thing that I don't understand, Bill, is the thing, was re- this was recorded on a ring or a bling, blink uh, security microphone, which, by the way, is probably one of the cheapest microphones you can get. We're talking about uh, one of those little camera microphones they have on security systems around your house. Not a terribly sophisticated microphone, but that being said, it sounded like this. I mean, it, it was pretty loud, and everybody on social media started to chime in about, I heard that noise. Did you hear that noise? So I did a little investigating this morning. And I, I saw the flight path. Supposedly, what they're saying is an airplane flew from, I think, Melbourne, Florida, I think. It, it, it was it went up the East Coast. It flew by Washington all the way up to Long Island. It was supposed right. to land in Ronkonkoma, New York. It did a U-turn over Long Island, and it flew back down towards Washington, D.C., you can see it. It's online. You can see the uh, video of uh, the flight plan, uh, flight, flight when path. I first, when I first heard about that plane, and because it went by D.C. and they were scrambled, I they didn't have much information. I said, oh, okay, somebody didn't set their altimeter. They crashed. You know, it was just a, a, a regular pilot. But then what happened to that plane? It flew directly over Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. Un un. Inhibited, it flew right over DC, continued flying all the way down to southwestern Virginia. Now, if you look at the map, Virginia's a pretty good sized state. So it went all the way down. It actually went, I think, into Tennessee and then to U turn back up into Virginia and crashed in southwestern VA. So now, have I, no, I didn't see on the, in the news or anything today. Usually when a plane crashes like that, they show the wreckage, they have, have shown, they shown nothing. That? <clears throat> Nothing. As a matter of fact, somebody saw it. Uh, one of the guys on social media uh, saw the plane fly over, and he said, let me see if I got this right. He said, uh, um, how did he put it? It was so well written, and I, of course I lost it. Um, he said, uh-oh, something along the lines of, uh-oh, I think I'm about to see a plane being shot down. That's what he said. Well, that's the- why I wonder, too, because a plane like that, Unless it's going to crash into the Capitol, you know, they might scramble up a jet, but they just sit there and they talk you into landing the plane. So they, right. it was made out like it was ambiguous, the news. It was real, real, really ambiguous on it. Yeah. The, they assumed uh, it crashed. They said it was owned by uh, a gentleman who owned something like, uh, I think it was called Encore Motors. And so it was owned by a corporation. It is a twin-engine jet, uh, Cessna. 
beautiful plane, not a cheap little Piper Cub or something like this. This is an expensive aircraft, probably a two and a half million dollars worth of plane. And it, so it was moving quite along uh, quickly. And um, they called the guy who owned it. He was home. And the reporters asked, you know, do you know who's on the plane? He says, yeah, my family, my wife, my uh, my, I think he said grandchild and someone else who was on the plane. But I got to get off the phone because I have no other information. I'm, I'm, I got to keep this line open. That's what he said. So who was one of the people on the plane? Well, his wife was a former advisor to President Trump on the Second Amendment. You know, well, there you go. See, bingo. Mm-hmm. You've either had a hit uh, where it was somebody taken out at a strategic place to sit there and uh, it was a message. They're admitting nothing and they're giving very few details. Now, right. the last time I checked the news, the, the wires, it was uh, 10 or 15 minutes ago. I'm looking at them now, actually. There's nothing new on it. Yeah, but it, it, but, but the fact that somebody on that plane was associated to Trump, right. the Second Amendment, and what is in the news right now? They're using everything to to attack the Second Amendment. Now, it's interesting. You know, New York, with all the problem it's got, gun violence is down. Uh, deaths by gun, uh, guns are down. Now they're trying to highlight this thing because, you know, they want to sit there and take away guns from us. They, um, you know, NORAD yesterday afternoon, first they said, Nothing to see here. It's just a sonic boom on an authorized Department of Defense uh, exercise. Authorized Department of Defense exercise. That's how they worded it. That was the first thing out of uh, NORAD yesterday afternoon. Why was NORAD monitoring what was going on there? I have Why not no the idea. local radar? Listen, I just I think that in all honesty, I don't think we have a scintilla of truth on this story yet. I don't think anything that we've heard so far is truthful. I don't think the explosion was truthful. I don't think that uh, what the, the end result is true. I mean, do you think it, they're saying now it ran out of gas and crashed? Uh, I well, don't know. Well, you wouldn't have gotten the boom. If there was no missile fired uh, and there was no, well, they're saying the jets with the sonic boom, but they, were, they, came, they came from a close location. So there was nothing that was going, you know, the speed of sound or beyond it. You know, this is all conjecture on our part because yeah, we have no facts. The government has told us nothing. And when, when you start hanging shrouds of, uh, when you're putting blackouts on information, and that's what, the, mm-hmm. that's what they're doing uh, with this story. When you don't know the, the names of the passengers, when you don't see the wreckage, like Bill said, have you seen any pictures of the wreckage? No. Nothing. Well, that's the first thing you want to see. You want to see the wreckage. You want to see the evidence. Yep. So So uh, I'm checking something real quick here. mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to check the speed of sound, sonic boom, and uh, which probably somebody listening has already got that. Um, While Bill's doing that, I'm going to play the sound of the uh, that we heard yesterday. This this is recorded, by the way, in Maryland. That was the noise. And again, it was picked up by a doorbell microphone, right? Some little tiny microphone in some guy's house picked that noise up. And uh, that crack to me sounded more like an explosion of, of, of uh, some kind, you know, TNT or some kind of explosive device, uh, maybe a, a missile or it wasn't the muffled kind of uh, uh, 
quieter sound that you get with a sonic boom. 767 miles per hour. What kind of jets were deployed? Because you can F-16s. check the speed of F-16. Yeah. So let's see if an F-16, F- I'm going to bet it can, but let's just see if an F-16. Can do 700. And yeah. Yeah. Top speed of an F-16. And let's see here. Um, okay, an F-16 can uh, go over Mach 2. So it can actually go 1,500 miles per hour. Wow. <laughs> That's not an airplane. That's some poor guy riding a jet engine. Okay, but, 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 okay, let's just sit there and go, why would you have to go over 700, uh, well, over 767 miles per hour to get to a jet when it's in your local territory and you take off? And how, how long does it take to get up they to that said speed? They said two planes were from the D.C. area. Two planes were from Atlantic City. The Atlantic City planes maybe had to haul a bit to get into uh, uh, the district. You know? Not really. No? Atlantic City is not that far away. You know, that's a hop skip. But, uh, you know, even so, that that jet, that uh, Gulfstream, whatever it was, Cessna, mm-hmm. whatever it was, the private jet. Cessna, yeah. She's not going to go that fast. Now, without knowing it, she's going to go fast. But they, she might be 460, 560 miles per hour. They're saying the pa- the pilot passed out. The pilot passed out. And, the uh, pilot passed out. Yeah, that's what they're saying. But if you look at the uh, flight path of the plane, um, if he passed out, why did he do a U-turn over Long Island, go down to D.C., fly directly over the city of, of Washington, and then, supp- then supposedly go to the west and fly all the way out to Western Virginia before he crashed, and they heard that sound. That, See, that boom. I don't know, but now, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to say, you know, going back to what they could do in the story. If you remember, it might have been ten, fifteen years ago, something, maybe a little more than that. There was a private jet, and a golfer was on it. Yeah, and it, was, it um, was. It was, you know, kind of meandering around aimlessly because. Uh, there was something wrong with Payne the Stewart. oxygen. Payne yeah. Stewart, yeah, was the golfer. Yeah, yep. And and they they I think they did scramble some planes because the plane was wandering aim, aimlessly and the pilot was out. Right. But, uh, what? And I forget why. I mean, that kind of sounds a, like. I think I think the oxygen they were they were flying too high. I mean, they were flying above. They had to have the airplane oxygen on, and um, it something happened where the system broke down and mm-hmm. the plane depressurized. And that's why the windows on the airplane were all fogged up on the inside. They couldn't see the pilot on Payne Stewart's air, airplane. You know, the, the jets that were flying nearby, they were trying to wave to him and it was, they were all fogged up, which is an indication that the plane lost pressurize, uh, pressurization. And, uh, but obviously that wasn't the case here because they knew immediately then. Yeah. It was on the news immediately what was happening. As a matter of fact, it was on the news before the damn plane crashed. And there was no talk about bringing it down. It was talking about talking to them and helping them. But, uh, you know. Something's not right here. We're not yeah, getting the story, you know. Yeah. And we may never know, at least not in our lifetime. Yeah. Somewhere down the road, somebody will pull out a book and say, yeah, well, here's what really happened. But. You know, the the conspiracy theory part of me says that there's something going on behind the scenes right now that we're not aware of. You know, possibly uh, uh, some 
battle somewhere that is happening we just aren't privy to. What do you think? Well, yeah, I mean, but what would it be? I mean, there's so many things going on out there in the news well, over mean, the weekend that were kind of brushed aside. We've talked about the military wanting to take control. I, I say mm-hmm. wanting, needing to take control, not wanting to take control. But in order for the deep state to be rooted out, the only way it's going to be done is if there's some kind of uh, defensive action on the part of our military to, to save the country. And well, uh, maybe that's the, happening. We don't know about it. Yeah, the only thing that makes this story conspiratorial is well, not only the, how the, you know, how the facts have played out, but the passenger on the plane that's related directly to Trump, and all of a sudden they're dead. Yeah, I know. Now, I, what I, does that tell you? You know, I mean, it, and what if the person was bringing up information, information? that needed to be hand delivered because they can't trust the internet or the communication systems I mean, documents that, that yeah. were vital that were that are being handled by uh, a, a Trump courier. ally a and courier. that works yeah a courier that worked for Trump you know that obviously they did people have said why would they why couldn't he just call because everything you say on the phone can be heard everything you say on the internet can be seen Everything, everything we Has do. Has Trump said anything about it? Because usually he's a telegraph unless he's silent because he's sitting there going, this is not good. Uh, he's, he's quiet. Hasn't mentioned a thing about it. Nothing. Unless they have and, a plan B. I wouldn't be surprised if they have a plan A. I, I can't imagine the whole system relying on one plan. If they wanted to get the information to somebody, I think they would probably put it in the hands of two or three separate uh, couriers and say, one of you are going to get through, you know. And maybe that's what I, I'm just saying. It's a guess. Well, yeah, one of you going to go through. I don't think that they would do deliberately do anything that would put somebody in in harm's way. Uh, this sounds like something that was totally um, unexpected and unthought of, and uh, there was maybe something that was either a person to testify or a person, you know, you know, yeah. Or, yeah. or they had information. Well, you know, uh, the Hunter Biden case is starting to bubble finally to the forefront. And uh, Anna Paulina Luna, representative from uh, Florida, was on with Maria Bartiromo yesterday. And she had some comments. We're talking about this theory, this conspiracy theory that we have. Mm -hmm. She mentions one of the characters that uh, they're, I guess, either going to... uh, Either they're trying to get a hold of or he's going to be testifying. I think they're trying to get a hold of. He goes by the the nickname, the moniker, One-Eye. That's the, oh. She says, it sounds like a character from a Bond movie, but it's true. Listen. What about this intimidation that we're hearing about uh, on these whistleblowers? This uh, this corruption scheme has been going back to the time that Joe Biden was vice president. And the intimidation scheme that we're seeing, I mean, it's not unheard of. We saw this happen with former Trump officials as well. Um, obviously, President Trump's family has uh, been subject to this. But what's really alarming about this is, as we know, the FBI, one, has a mole in there that's advising Hunter Biden as to the investigations by the name of One Eye, which in saying it, it sounds like 
it's something out of a James Bond movie, but unfortunately it's true. And then also, too, I mean, my goodness, Maria, with the amount of evidence that's coming forward, it's scary to think that this guy that's currently sitting in the White House has become this corrupt. And it's really only doing one thing, and that's aiding and abetting the Communist Chinese Party. It's something that we as House Oversight, um, it puts all, all of us, I think, big targets on our backs, but we're doing right by the American people. This is nonpartisan. It should remain nonpartisan. But ultimately, we have to make sure that the DOJ and the FBI is being held accountable as well. And when they are trumping up charges, especially against whistleblowers who are bringing evidence forward to show that this family, that this administration, that this president is compromised, if we don't do our job, we are ultimately going to be responsible for there no longer being justice in this country. Well, I don't understand why your colleagues on the left would be supporting the Communist Party of China. I mean, just this morning, we're looking at a story where uh, a Chinese ship uh, came just 100 yards or 150 yards away from a U.S. destroyer in the Taiwan Straits. We all know the, the CCP's goals to overtake the United States as the number one superpower. And you say you have evidence that Joe Biden is compromised and has been taking money from the CCP. And you're telling me that your colleagues on the left are supporting this? Why? Yeah. You know, unfortunately, I think some of them are suffering from cognitive dissonance. Yeah, I heard about that uh, that near miss uh, in the yeah, Taiwan well, Strait. Yeah, there, and there seems to be a lot of little uh, confrontations that are going on. And I mean, yes, not, was it last week, Friday, when the uh, jet flew right off the nose of one of our jets in over international waters in the South China Sea? Yeah, that's deliberate to sit there. They're playing chicken. Yeah. And you know, when you play chicken, sooner or later, you, you know, the chicken gets, uh, the chicken gets clucked. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's going to happen. We're going to, and the way that they were positioned, it would have been the U.S. warship that would have taken the damage mm -hmm. and probably sunk. Now, if that happens, are we going to go, oh, that's too bad, you know? Uh, hey, got to be careful, guys. Or if they deliberately rammed a ship and sunk it and killed all the crew on board, uh, would that be a provocation of war? Now, we say that and everyone goes, oh, you can't do that, can't go to war. Then what the hell's good is having an, uh, a military and defense if you can? Because any kind of attack is an attack. When you have a traitor in the White House, when you have somebody who's been selling influence to the Chinese for for at least what 10 years um what what can you expect you can't, he's not doing anything right now that is beneficial to us as a country he's doing stuff that's beneficial to our adversaries yeah and and he he does it with a smile and a denial he will deny oh uh, of course that's not being done uh, don't be ridiculous you you heard john kirby last week when asked whether biden was corrupt Kirby went, wow, wow. Uh, the president has addressed this. The president has addressed this. He He's hasn't addressed president. it. He is a weak president. And, you know, they. everyone goes, yeah, China's taking advantage of him. He's weak. They don't like him. I think they love the guy because he's weak, and they helped, uh, they helped uh, get him there, and he's helping him right hey, now. Hey, look it. What's the ultimate payout? for? There's a big payout somewhere for Joe. What is it? Well, I, I think right now he's paying them back for what they gave him. But 
uh, how long do you think the uh, that balloon would have lasted over our country if if Trump were president? Well, well it would have been shot down. But you know, it, apparently balloons uh, that have come over and then they don't say spied, but apparently the balloon scenario has been going on for years. It was going on in the Obama administration. Now they say it went on in the Trump administration. You're hearing that from the Biden administration. I mean, yeah, that, but, you're, but you're, it did go. It did go on during the Obama administration, mm-hmm. and you know, spy craft and balloons—they have been using it for a long time. The story we talked about last week that you know, because and I know because I lived in the area, you know, and I used to fly out of Bozier when I right. used to fly, and you know, when you when you. When you took off, you had to make an immediate. I took a left bank because if I went straight, I was in, you know, in restricted in, uh, Barks- territory. Uh, yeah, territory, yeah, yeah. Barksdale Air Force Base. So you had to go left. Otherwise, eh, you're going to land again. Yeah, uh, they're going to escort you down. But that didn't happen with Biden. That balloon it flew over uh, sensitive Everything. military installations right across the country, and nothing happened because the guy doesn't care. He's paying them back for the millions they gave him. I mean, millions of dollars. They, why would they didn't give it to the Biden family because Hunter was a business genius? They didn't give it to them because they were getting some kind of a special item that was manufactured by the the Biden family. They don't make things. All yeah. they do is sell stuff they don't own, like uh, access to our country and our government. Special access. They sell information, is what they do. And, you know, mentioning Barksdale and up in uh, North Dakota and everything, uh, not only is there Biden that's okay, apparently, with, uh, you know, the sale of uh, U.S. property and farmland right next to strategic uh, military installations, but we got politicians, even Republican politicians, as well as Democrat politicians, that have no problem with it. Well, What happened to our sovereign soil? You, you know, the, the, the mistake we, we make as a people is we think that, Republicans are on our side and Democrats are on the other side. And we think that if you're a Republican, well, you have to be one of us. No, I I point to Lindsey Graham. I point to Mitt Romney. These guys are a different breed. They are uh, rhinos. And if they're rhinos, they have more in common with the Democrats, the leftists, than they do with you and me. Okay? Mm -hmm. It's it's just the way it is. I mean, why is it the guys like... uh, uh, Mitt Romney are so anxious to hurt Trump when all you have to do is look around and see the good that Trump has done as president. I mean, all you have to do is see that our economy was flourishing, our military was strong, we were we, we, we had a strong presentation in the world, they knew not to mess around with the United States. Now they're cutting our airplanes off, they're uh, near-missing our destroyers, they're doing all this stuff. I think it was the USS Liberty that was uh, almost hit by the Chinese over the weekend in, in the uh, Taiwan Strait. I mean, that, that's that's uh, in-your-face stuff. That's like, you ain't so tough, buddy, look. And that's exactly what they were doing. And uh, you got to wonder where it's going to go, Bill. you got to wonder, are we going to have an accident like we talked about? Uh, is there something that's going to come down that is a, a worldwide war crisis because of this kind of stuff? Probably know. so. I mean, there's something going on. And, you know, you got the Ukraine offensive and, you know, which I find it interesting. They they say that even the, the thing that 
the Ukraine is going to do. They're not going to, they're training for it. They're going to make a big uh, offensive move there, mm-hmm. but uh, they're not going to win it. They, they even say that. And why are they, what are they prepping us for? Well, you know, the that thing we're going to go in and uh, use that for, you know, why are we sitting there rattle, rattling the sabers with Russia, which is a mighty country, and apparently now with uh, China, too, which is a big foe. Over the and weekend. whether those two fight against us together or, you know, separately, um, I don't know how you win that because when you, you know. Over you the weekend, Germany both. said we're not going to have any more uh, diplomats in Moscow. We're pulling our, our embassy in Moscow. Germany said that. And the Russians said, oh, yeah, well, we're not going to have any more diplomats in Germany. And they pulled theirs. So now there's, they're not talking. Um, they continue. They don't tell you this in the news. As a matter of fact, they kind of ignore it. But apparently they are shelling Kiev, the capital, every night. The Russians mm-hmm. are. And they're, they're doing a, a, a very effective job. Uh, ruining that city. And uh, uh, they continue to say that the Russians are on their heels when in reality, it's just the opposite. It's the the opposite. You know, the Russians are still saying we're not in this to, uh, uh, for any greater uh, reason other than to get rid of the Nazis and the bio labs. Now, you don't hear that. You hear nothing about that. They make it sound that this is purely expansionist on the part of uh, Russia. How do you know Zelensky is not a Nazi? I mean, everybody likes to call everybody a Nazi, so let's, you know, because he's coming from a place where that happens. Well, I think that uh, um, we're we're throwing so much of our our needed money uh, into the Ukraine. We have... Cities that need to be repaired. We have our infrastructure that is all messed up and or outdated. I mean, our rail systems, our highways, our bridges. I I live in a city that is uh, uh, loaded with bridges. It's known for its bridges. But the bridges are literally falling apart. Yeah, the city of bridges. I remember when I first came there and I lived there. That was back in the... 80s was it late 80s that i came there can't remember the exact dates now but either way when i came there yeah it was the 80s um they were repairing bridges you know because they were proud of their bridges well they've had inspections recently and some of those bridges are uh, they need to be repaired or replaced now and the government's not doing anything nothing well there might be something bigger going on here because we, you would think we would be working on our infrastructure. Trump wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. Biden kind of gives lip service, but we're not moving anywhere to fix our roads, fix anything. Uh, and I wonder if we're just being pacified because there's not going to be a need for our roads and the infrastructure as we know it and see it for ourselves. And they're I pushing electric because... cars, though, aren't they? Holy smokes! I saw I saw a video uh, yesterday of uh, car fires. They're not telling you about this. Electric car fires, spontaneous electric car fires. Yeah, and it takes and sometimes it takes uh, a day or more to put them out. Yeah, they just keep burning up. They they soak them down. They foam them. They do all this stuff, and sometimes it looks like they're out, and then they go they they catch fire again. Ay, ay, ay. And you're going to spend, what, $65,000 for one of those things? 
Oh, that that's your bare minimum. You know, it used to be you could buy a car and, you know, you're going, oh, man, I, I'm going to have to pay $14,000 for, you know, a nice car. Now, you know, you couldn't even sit there and pay 25000 or 30000 and get a basic model. My first car, I'm, I'm sorry, my first house uh, was in 1973, and it was $28,500. It was a three-bedroom ranch with a nice piece of property in a beautiful little suburban town outside of Hartford, Connecticut, called Vernon, Connecticut. And um, 28.5, that was my house. Paid for lock, stock, and barrel. Now, of course, that everything was cheaper back then. But uh, you probably could buy that house today for maybe 120. You oh, know. more than that. Look it up. Oh, you know, okay, maybe. But the point I'm trying to make is that uh, 28.5 for a house, now you got to spend at least $65,000 for an electric car or more. Holy moly. I mean, this is, this is just, these are ridiculous times. These really are. If you bought an electric car, God bless you. I hope you have nothing but happiness and long driving with it. But uh, you won't get me in one of those unless you do, uh, you do it with a, a gun to me because I have no interest in, in driving an electric car. Gas cars are proven. I mean, they got over 100 years of combustion engines. And they say, well, uh, what about smog? How much pollution do you think you're going to get from a car that uh, catches fire and burns for a day and a half? What do you think? Hey, well, yeah, you know, hey. the, the, the pollution tree uh, that's generated to create that car uh, will last a lot longer than the pollution of a gas-burning car yeah, yeah, and the pollution that it takes to make that car. So, you know, we really don't have all of our ducks in a row on this. And I think, I think you know... It, it we're, we're it's all just show. Those batteries that make those cars run are made in what two places for the most part, China and Africa, and, mm -hmm. and the the African area. I guess they're they're run by Chinese con uh, companies. So and they apparently just to get the lithium that's in those mm -hmm. batteries, uh, it, it's. Very bad to the uh, environment. Very damaging to the environment. And I'm sure it's being uh, dug up by gas-powered uh, vehicles, too, you know? <laughs> oh, I'm sure it is. You know, lithium, actually, we got a, an abundance here in the United States. So mm -hmm. if we, you know, batteries are in and we got to go lithium, then we could do it ourselves. But you're right. I mean, you know, the, the old acid-based batteries, which we used to make here, we quit making. But China still makes them. Um we gave it up because it's environmentally not sound. And I, you know, I can't believe that there's not a way to, you know, make it uh, more environmentally sound. And I, you know, I can't believe there's not a way. Well, I, I know there's a way where mm -hmm. they've got an electric cell right now that works off the air that's around it. That uh, is showing a lot of pro promise and it's clean, supposedly clean, clean to make. It works. I saw and a... Uh you may have seen it too. There's a TV series called Air Disasters on uh, Smithsonian mm -hmm. Channel, oh, yeah. and um, one of the episodes was about a cargo plane that was carrying lithium batteries, and uh, one that went down in Florida. It, it caught fire, and mm -hmm. uh, down the Everglades. I'm not sure where it went down, Bill. To be honest with you, but uh, it caught fire and went down. Yes, it did. It did go down. The thing is, it was carrying 
lithium. How many uh, ships do you think have caught fire with cargoes filled with lithium batteries? We don't know. They'd never tell you about it. It wouldn't make good news or, you know, they, oh, how many of them caught fire and maybe didn't go down, but uh, uh, caused an emergency on the ship. You got, you got to get those batteries to the country somehow, right? And yeah. I, I would imagine they got, uh, they got some incredible uh, uh, ways of doing it, you know, a big cargo ships or maybe they're flying them in. I wouldn't want to be a pilot on a, on a plane that was carrying lithium batteries. Well, pilots don't always know what's in there. They're supposed to know stuff like that, but, you know, because they have the weight and balance. They go through and they got to know what's on the cargo. And yeah. uh, lithium batteries, I think they got to know about that um, because of what happened with the, uh, it was a commercial airliner yeah. that just happened to be carrying lithium batteries. I think the cargo shifted and it got fire, took the plane down. Amazing. Killed everyone. Yeah. Um, James Comey was on TV over the weekend. James Comey, the former director of the FBI, big tall oh, guy, yeah. you know, and now he's, he's, I think he's really into his celebrity because he, he gets a lot of pats on the back, I'm sure from the left. And he's starting to like that. He has said over the, he didn't say it. I haven't got audio of it, but he said over the weekend that he could only vote for Biden. Yeah. Because Biden will protect him from going to jail. Because he's a proven liar. Even the Durham report talks about him. But he ignores the bad bad parts of the Durham report. And he says it really is a, a nothing burger, the uh, Durham report. Here's what he said. Listen. So as for the Durham report, 300 pages, four years investigating the investigators. One of the things that did come out of it was that procedures, regular FBI procedures were ignored, that steps were, were missed along the way in this investigation. In fact, Director Ray said when the report came out, yeah, we acknowledged that a couple of years ago and we've changed all that. Those changes are already in place. Do you acknowledge perhaps that some mistakes were made along the way? Oh, definitely. And they were found four years ago by the inspector general. So there's nothing new in this new document. What were some of those mistakes from your point of view? Oh, that the FBI didn't communicate clearly the status of certain sources. They didn't double check certain information before putting it in a court application for a foreign intelligence wiretap and a bunch of others. And so do you believe now, as these some of these politicians call for defunding of the FBI, that that has been corrected and that now the procedures are in place to avoid those kind of mistakes in the future? I think so. But in complex investigations, there's always going to be mistakes. It doesn't mean the FBI is incompetent, honest, and independent. So, Director, with some distance now from your time there with that investigation and everything that came into that 2016 election, are there things that you wish you had done differently? Oh, plenty. I mean, plenty of small things. In the main, I think the FBI did it in the right way during a very difficult time in 2016. What we know about James Comey is that he's a liar, okay? This is the same guy, and I'll never forget watching this live on television, when he was supposed to come out and talk about Hillary Clinton and her wrongdoings. You know, she was caught with a, a computer with all of that information in, in a, a closet somewhere in Colorado. I mean, this lady had broken all of the laws and everybody expected that she would be charged. So Comey came out, he stood in front of the cameras. He starts off his, his press conference, uh, saying, right. saying she did this. She did that. We've seen that she did this. We've did, I mean, he, he's laying out a case for charging her. And then he does a U-turn and says, but at this time we're going to uh, not go in that direction or something like that. It was like, 
what the heck did we just hear him do? I mean, the guy, the guy is deep state. He's a liar. He's a known liar. And now he's making the rounds trying to uh, refurbish and rebuild his reputation. Well, you know, he's telegraphing, too, to the public. He did over the weekend anyway. He said, well, you know, when Trump, you know, uh, accepts the GOP nomination in 2024, he's going to be wearing an ankle bracelet. Yeah. And so, you know, they are, the left is doing everything they can to cancel Trump. And they're worried about him because they know that he will probably sail through. I'm worried about him because the left is so intent to take this guy out. You know, this worries and, uh, me a mere... lot. I know where you're going, Bill, and you're right. I worry about this too. Yeah, well, I'll be I'll be nice. I'm just saying you know, the threat of the ankle bracelet tells you that they are going and they got nothing there. They say, Well, we have this alleged this. Everything is alleged. Yeah. You know, he will be put down with all the alleged accusations at him. He's got to be the, the the criminal of a lifetime, you know, the, going going back since the beginning of time. Understand you know, something. Mike Pence had documents in his house. Joe Biden had lots of documents in his garage. And not legal to have them, and they're just right. looking the other way. The government says about Pence, nothing to see here. We're not going to go after Pence. No big deal. Not a... Not a big deal. What they're saying about Trump now is that he was obstructing justice. Okay? This is what they think they're going to charge him with, obstruction. Now, mind you, mind you, that that charge, which I don't think is, is valid, but if he had obstructed, it would be he, would, he was obstructing, the, he was getting in the way of the FBI finding those documents, right, which he was trying to hide, they're saying, right? That's an obstruction. Keep the FBI away from the... The FBI spent months at Mar-a-Lago before they did the raid. They came by. Trump opened the doors to them. Come on in, guys. What do you want us to do? They said to him, "Uh, all we need you to do is put a better lock on your safe. That's all the recommendation. And then the very next thing they did was a show raid on his house. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, this is... This is uh, all theater. You have to look at what's happening to Trump. It's not equal. Well, let's take some of the news we just talked about. Let's take uh, what's going on with Trump and the documents and everything, and let's kind of look at these these things. Because right now they're saying, oh, well, Trump admitted that he had top-secret documents about Iran. All right? Okay, so, and they have a tape of it, and I'm going, he really didn't say anything there, but okay, let's just take it for... Their word that that's what he's doing. All right. They have looked for the document and documents. They can't find it. Without any document, there's nothing there. Okay, go ahead. Question. If he took the document as president of the United States, mind you, he is president of the United States right up until the, until the moment Joe Biden was sworn in at 11.52 a.m., okay? So if he was the president... All he had to do about any document in his possession as president, whether you, whether Jack Smith or Merrick Garland or any of those people or Joe Biden like it or not, as president, he had the right to immediately and completely declassify any document or any group of documents. 
So why they're even going after Trump right now is mind-boggling. And if because you it, go ahead, well, go I was going to say they're saying it because he said, "Well, you know, he was showing a classified document." Well, it doesn't mean it wasn't declassified, but it's still a classified document in its original form. But it's been declassified. Yeah, there, there's there's all kinds. If it's of, declassified, it's not classified anymore. Period. Yeah, it's not classified anymore. It was a once classified document. Okay? Right. And if Jack Smith doesn't, if Jack Smith doesn't like it, you know, it's not illegal to obstruct Jack Smith or the FBI or the Justice Department from seeing uh, a document. I mean, if it's just a document and 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 Trump doesn't want you in his house to see it. He can keep you out of his house to see it. That's, and they can claim that's obstruction, but if it's not classified, how are they obstru- How is Trump ob- obstructing? Well, I heard one attorney over the weekend uh, sat there and said, and he's not a pro-Trump guy, but when asked about it, he goes, well, you know, let, let's look at it this way. They haven't found that document, so without a document, they got nothing. And even if they found the document, it could have been a misspeak. So you don't know that. Now, I'll throw in a third thing that possibly could be and that would be you know maybe it's uh you know maybe there was no document it was no misspeak it was a purpose speak and it was a purpose speak to set somebody up down the road let them play their little game and rope them into you know uh, a document trap so to speak bill this whole thing is a trap this whole thing is it's uh theater political theater they're trying mm-hmm. desperately to uh have an excuse to lock Trump up, like you just said. They at very at the very least they want him wearing an ankle bracelet when he's doing the debates. Okay, and they'll 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 do that on fake charges. Uh, there's there's too much going on here. And now let's let's take the other thing, the current news. Let's say that there is something that Trump wanted to bring forward that was down in Florida. And somebody that was a former employee of his or a friend of his said, yeah, hey, you know what? I'll just bring it up uh, this weekend. Yeah. And, the, yeah. And, and, and it's something that can hurt the left. Absolutely. And then that plane just, ah, the pilot passed out. We had to scramble a jet. That boom you heard was a sonic boom. Uh, you know, it wrecked so bad we can't show you the wreckage. Absolutely a possibility. Let's let's run that scenario one more time by the people who weren't really paying it because it's a good one. Oh, okay. Go ahead. What I just said? Yeah. Okay, so the the scenarios, possibly, you know, they're talking about documents, this, documents, that. Maybe Trump's going, okay, I've got documents, all right. I've got evidence. Uh, I need it now. And somebody goes, oh, yeah, you know what? Maybe a former employee, maybe a friend sat there and said, I'm going to fly it up, you know, and, you know, my wife and kids are coming along because they're going to do this, not thinking anything of it. Right. And all of a sudden, something bad happens to that flight that's not normal. And but something bad where they had to scramble military jets and it was something, maybe a document that could have been devastating to the government or the uh, Biden administration. You had said something before we started the show about, uh, you know, uh, the, the loose end might be the pilot. And I was thinking about that. Yeah. Uh, an F-16 pilot, a trained to take orders, 
And if the order comes from the Department of Defense, they don't question. They don't question it. If they say you are ordered to take down that that airplane, it's not their job to go, well, why? Yeah, they, because you don't have time. You can't question your orders. Right. You've got to trust the people that give it to you. But now the problem will be, is I'll finish the thought of what I told you, is that now this guy is a loose cannon. The pilot is a loose cannon because if he starts to sit there and look at the aftermath and go, wait, uh, I did something that uh, doesn't seem right and starts asking questions, he's a problem. And right. then, you know, he's going to... He's going to have uh, psychological problems. A story, a backstory is going to come <laughs> yes. up, and he's going to take his life. He's going to do this. Yeah. He's going to do that, or something happens to him. It's, uh, we don't know, you know. Um, you know, you when, know. When it sounds like a movie theme. It sounds mm -hmm. like a plot to a movie, and people say, oh, that can happen. But, you know, when you watch some of these movies that have these intricate thriller plots about, you know, spies and things like that, they're not totally made up. They're not totally fiction. They have to have some element of truth. It has to come from somewhere. You know, I mean, James Bond wouldn't have worked if we, if they never had spies in England, then the Bond, the whole Bond movie thing wouldn't have worked. The fact is there was, people go to a movie, they know it's fiction, but in the back of their mind, they kind of know that there's an MI5 and MI6 and they do stuff that sometimes can be nefarious and they probably mm -hmm. do have agents that go out and do things uh, uh, that we don't know about. You know, we have the CIA. We know that's real. They're not, they're not out doing uh, international negotiations. They're out doing spy stuff around the world. Hey, Hoover, uh, you know, he, he spied on everybody for years. You know, yeah. uh, and we're not talking about Herbert Hoover. We're talking about J. Edgar Hoover. <laughs> yes, J. Edgar Hoover. He did. He did stuff like that for years. Spied uh, on us. They're spying on us now. I do. Uh, uh, Anne was telling me about uh, a computer thing out there. It was mainly gamers. You know, where uh, there was, uh, I guess, a motherboard gigabytes. There's a. It's not a glitch. It was an intentional. It's a back door. The back, back door, door that uh, nefarious people could get in through. So chances are, let's say you bought a nice computer, it could have a gigabyte motherboard, mm -hmm. and boom, now everything you got is susceptible. Now, you know, and do you remember when they first came out with uh, the little Chromebooks? They said, yeah, you don't have to have a hard drive on here because right. all you need to do is have the cloud. The cloud yes. is a big, massive computer somewhere, land-based that a big company owns, yes. and you just put all your stuff on there. Oh, it's safe. We'll never look at it. Yeah. And nobody bought that, so it didn't work. But interestingly enough, and the Windows update, which is free, by the way, to go from 10 to 11, it's a free update for you. Right. Unless you want the pro version, but it will still do the same thing. It automatically, without your permission, I know, gives you cloud space, and it automatically starts backing up your computer. Everything on your computer has been backed up uh, on a, on a cloud and then but you get 100 gigabytes and then they go well you know you need to buy more space because they figure you're already in there and how many people have fallen to that and the question and is every can you document they have is in there can you delete the stuff that's in their computer i've tried it hasn't worked for me wow amazing 
They do it without permission. But see, they, they will say that you actually gave them permission somewhere along the line in some long legal text that they send you or you have to agree to to get to the next step of whatever. Uh, it will say maybe in one obscure paragraph that you authorize them to back up your everything on your computer to their to their cloud. You don't. You'll never read it because it might be five, six pages of of small print. Uh, that's their out when you go to court. Well, did you not read the entire contract? Uh, no, I didn't because you didn't go through it. But even if you had, you couldn't find it to begin with, and that should be illegal oh, in and of itself. It should. I was just going to say that. Those people should not be allowed to do that kind of thing. It happens all the time. How many now, times do you update something and you'll think, okay, I just up, updated to the next uh, level, and then it'll say you have to click on a button to get to the program. And yeah. by clicking on the button, you agree to something. You know, you kind of hear it in advertising. You know, the, the all the disclaimers that you hear at the end, and they speed it by real fast, and now it's so, so fast. Uh, that was a, a law called the Z law. You know, in other words, that is that keeps them out of harm's way. They can say, oh, no, we disclosed everything. You, you know, o only a fly could understand it. It flew by so fast. You know, there was no way you could understand that. I know. I know. Um, also, over the weekend, Comey, who was making the rounds, talked with Jen Psaki, and they talked about Trump. What advice would you give Jack Smith about how to approach this or what to be mindful of? I'm not sure that he needs any. I don't know Jack Smith, mm. never met him, but he doesn't need any advice because he knows, because it's already started, that Trump comes for the rule of law, the system of justice, and the agencies with a flamethrower. He will come and try to criticize and attack your family, your witnesses. There are no limits to what he will try to do to obstruct an effort to hold him accountable, but I'm sure they're prepared for that. Understand something right now. That, that James Comey and his FBI, it is proven beyond a shadow of a doubt, spied on the Trump campaign while he was running for the presidency. And then when he was the president-elect, they spied on Trump Towers. That is proven. They've already mm -hmm. come out with that story. And this guy has the audacity to say that Trump comes after the rule of law with a flamethrower? You've got to be kidding. Yeah. Well, they're trying to make him guilty. Now, they he kind of slipped there and said, oh, he's, you know, where he's saying he's guilty of stuff. He's not guilty of anything. Nothing has been proven on anything. They're all allegations, accusations. And when one doesn't work, they throw another one out there. When that one doesn't work, they keep it going. Now, what is happening, though, uh, even if Trump fights off everything, and wins on every account, the damage is already done because they planted that seed out there of doubt in the public's mind. Yeah, it, they it's wanna, true. They want to they crush this guy. Understand, image is everything, folks. So if they can put a, an ankle bracelet on the former president of the United States when he's standing on the stage, you know someone, someone will say, well, we're not wearing an ankle bracelet, Mr. President. You know, I mean, they will make and that will be effective to a lot of uh, mush minds who aren't paying attention 
to what's going on in the news. There are people out there who are still more into the latest uh, sports scores and who's going to play left, uh, you know, left tackle for the, the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers than what's happening in in the world in Washington. There are people who just don't care. They just don't mm-hmm. care, and they will be easily influenced by the superficial. Like uh, like that. They'll say, oh, he's wearing an ankle bracelet. Well, he must be guilty. They don't put ankle bracelets on people who aren't guilty. They sure as heck do. It happens all the time. But anyway, we're running out of time. Yeah. I wanted to play something for you, Bill. Megan Kelly was, um, she had a podcast on Friday. She used to be uh, kind of a gentle supporter of the trans movement because she didn't want to cause any waves. And if it didn't hurt uh-huh. anybody, she was, uh, you know, she should support them. Well, she has rethought her position. She's become more serious about what's going on. And uh, she did a 17-minute commentary. I'm not going to play it, obviously. It's just too long. But I'm going to play a little piece of it, and the ending of her commentary. And she ends with a poem. I want you to hear the poem from an Irish poet who's 14 years old. Listen. It is beyond time to stand up to the trans lobby. That means to deprive women of their spaces and rights to the men who pose as trans women to gain access to places like sorority houses only to exploit the women who'd been strong-armed into welcoming them. To the men who grow their hair long, throw on a dress, pop on their TikTok filter, and then threaten to kill us if we object to them coming into our private spaces. To the mutilation of our children by money-driven doctors and the rape of our imprisoned sisters and the theft of our medals and opportunities to win How can we stand up to any of this if we are complicit? How can we fight for facts if we participate in this fiction that a man can become a woman, that transitioning is possible? And then we try to say, no, she cannot come into our locker rooms or bathrooms or swimming lanes or sororities. We try to say, no, Target, she can buy her bathing suit with the extra fabric to hide her penis in some other store. It doesn't make sense because it isn't true. And we know it's not true. And to pretend that it is true is to foster a lie that is hurting too many people, almost all of them, girls, women and girls. They say pronouns are a gateway drug. They open the door to these lies that lead to real harm to real females. They are a clever rhetorical trick that forces you to see the argument about women's spaces before you've ever even spoken one word of substance. People with genuine gender dysphoria can lobby to create their own spaces. I will support them. To create open categories in sport, I will support them. The answer in the interim is not Women lose, girls get hurt. Females learn to turn off their innate sense of danger, of fairness, of the joy of spending time with only women. Kids too can grow to adulthood and do what they want with their bodies. I will have empathy for them. I would never bully them. But children should not be subjected to these dangerous interventions in school or at the hands of so-called medical professionals. The facilities that allow it must be stopped or shut down. For these reasons, I have resolved to base my conversations around gender on the same tenets that already govern my life, truth and reality. I will not use preferred pronouns. A decision motivated by a growing alarm 
over women's rights and the safety of children. I will speak to a trans person kindly and with empathy. In their presence, I will likely try to avoid pronouns altogether as I have no wish to intentionally provoke or upset anyone. But I will not take this gateway drug anymore because I have a daughter, because I am a woman, an adult human female because for far too long, I failed to see the harm and therefore helped cause it. To the women and men who helped open my eyes, thank you. And I will single out one in particular, Ireland's Brand Dove, who at 14 years old wrote the poem, I Am Not a Dress, which perfectly captures what so many of us are feeling. I am not a dress to be worn on a whim. A man in a dress is nonetheless a him. Women are not simply what we wear. If this offends you, I do not care. I am not an idea in any man's mind. And my purpose in life is not to be kind. So while my rights are trampled every day of the week, I will not stand by being docile and meek. We are women. We are warriors of steel. Woman is something no man will ever feel. Woman is not a skill that any man can hone. Woman is our word, and it is ours alone. Excellent, boy. And that's just a that's piece. That's a great poem. It, but it's a great poem. It's a great, uh, it's a great commentary from Megan. And she talks for 17 minutes like this. I, I, mm-hmm. I would have run the whole piece, but then it wouldn't have been our show. It would have been hers. Um, it the Megan Kelly show, yeah. Exactly. But, uh, you know, as... A husband and uh, a father of two women, and the grandfather of a, a woman, uh, a young woman. You want the level playing ground for them. You, you don't want them to have this obstacle in their life. And I say obstacle because it's not. It's 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 something that has been created within the last year and a half. I mean, th- this didn't exist in my life until. Only recently, now people will say, well, it's been in the background and, and now it's finally coming out and it's in the open and it's about time. Hey, let me ask you a question. What other group uh, has a flag flying over the embassy of a, of a nation? I mean, is there, are they flying BLM flags over uh, embassies? Are they flying Irish or Italian flags over American embassies? You know, mm-hmm. Do, uh, but they have the pride flags hanging you know um go ahead well ironically uh, in the united states it doesn't matter the flag how controversial it is you are free and protected to fly it nobody can question it right period end of discussion no matter what you think but in a fair country a fair and democratic and we're supposed to be fair and democratic right if you're mm-hmm. going to fly one flag, fly them all. I mean, you, you, it, they've started a precedent. If you can fly the pride flag, uh, flag uh, uh, in June, uh, why not fly the uh, Irish flag uh, in the month of March for St. Patrick's Day? Make it St. Patrick's Month. You know why? Why don't we give the same honor and deference to our uh, veterans and those who gave all? as we give to this movement that has just become, uh, you know, 
come to the forefront in the last uh, few years. The pride movement. Hey, listen, mm -hmm. you want to be what you want to be. I've said this a thousand times. God bless you. you. You live your life and have a great life. But don't don't wear it like a badge of honor, like you're exceptional for, for this. You're just, if you want to be accepted, be one of us. We're, we're all exceptional. We're all exceptional. I mean, every, every minority out there that's part of this country, part of this melting part, uh, pot, they are exceptional. But uh, when you have one group saying, well, it's Pride Month. I mean, I watched, I watched uh, Peacock is running uh, mm -hmm. a series of programs promoting, promoting uh, the great love of the LGBT community. It's like, oh, come on, guys. Just play, just give me some westerns and some detective stories, and I'll be happy. Don't start to socialize everything. And every show now has to have an LGBTQ uh, couple in there. Oh, it's I got know. to exaggerate it. You know, I don't care that somebody is, somebody isn't, or whatever their sexuality is. To me, it has nothing to do with the story. But what's going on here, it's a generational thing, too, because... If you've noticed throughout history, everybody wants to plant their flag and say, this is me, this is I. And I guess we've run out of this is me, this is I. So the only thing they can do now is get into the pronoun world. And even to sit there to me, even to sit there and say, you know what, I will not acknowledge the pronoun. And this is not a dig at Megyn Kelly, by the way. I'm just saying, if you're a non-pronoun person, that's a pronoun, NP. You know, I mean, so... And I just don't adhere to any of that. Forget it. I don't want a part of it because, uh, you know, that brand, that identity is, to me, stupid. You're, you're unique. And mm -hmm. if you don't feel unique uh, by yourself, then, you know. They've, you they've gotten to a help. point now. I saw a video over the weekend of a woman who walked uh, through a pride area. It was a pride rally. And she had a, a MAGA hat on. And the, the people in the crowd started to, to taunt her and to verbally attack her. And at one point, one of them came up and slapped her. And I thought, what, what right has anybody to do that? You know, I mean, how would that person feel if they walked by a MAGA rally and the MAGA people attacked him? But right. it, would be, it would be different then. It would be top of the news. MAGA group attacks a gay activist or something like that. But it got no play in the press. It got nothing the other no. way around. We, ha we have a, 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 a top seat. They want us to be separated, by the way. The other side, and I don't mean the Democrats. I mean the deep state. They want us divided. If we're divided, we will be conquered. What's this divide and conquer? That's exactly yeah, well, what they're trying what to they're do. Doing, this, this movement that's going on now is tearing the fabric of our society apart, which is the exact point they want to do. And by doing so, uh, who else would want to sit there and manipulate children at the youngest state as possible uh, and uh, with all this transgenderism and tear, our, uh, tear apart the fabric of our society? Well, that would be Marxism. And if you go back and study it, that's what it's all about. It's control. We can go on and on, but we've uh, run out of time. If you want to contact us, our number is 833-538-7868. Number again is 833-538-7868.
Or you can get us at mail at itsanotherday.com. So now you know how to get in touch with us. Yes. Uh, you touch, uh, you touch, reach out and touch us. We'll reach out and touch back. So yes. We'll We're very touchy, aren't we? <laughs> uh, touchy Phillies. <laughs> yes, yeah. we are. Hey, uh, have a great right. day, my friend. He's still up in the North Country enjoying the wonderful weather in Boston. I think it's yeah, raining. It's been kind of rainy here, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it happens a lot up so. in New England. But you know what they say about New England? If you don't like the weather, stick around. It'll change within 24 hours. Trust me. Oh, yeah. there you go. It'll change. Uh, I, th- I, th- I think that was a paraphrase of a line from Mark Twain. A poor paraphrase, but it was a paraphrase. <laughs> yeah, it's there. <laughs> we, we, I think everybody gets it. So, hey. Have a great day, my friend. Talk to you later. All right. See ya. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com. It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>